0: Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome back, film fans. This is Beer, Bourbon, and a Movie. I'm Tawana. And I'm Vaughn. And we're two filmmaking cinephiles dedicated to the art of film, the taste of a good beverage, and everything in between. We're glad you're back, people. So grab a seat, film fans, beer drinkers, and bourbon lovers alike. This is episode 56.
1: 56. this episode, we're going to be uh, reviewing uh, Uncut Gems and Just Mercy. Mercy. So, since it's 2020, Tawana, what are we going to sip on today?
0: Um, Well, what we're sipping on is... I thought I'd keep it a little more locally sourced. And so... What we're going to do is we're going to go in the south. Mm -hmm. And so what's happening is I think I wanted to find something that was either New York based considering Uncut Gems is very New York. It's a New York movie. Um, If you ever lived here, you feel it in your soul. (laughs) Um, It's not just a visit. You really have to live here to really feel. This is a New York film. Anyway. So Uncut Gems is New York, and Just Mercy is Southern because it takes place in Alabama. Um, And so I wanted to get something that reflects either. So I went with Abita, and Abita is uh, out of Louisiana. Mm -hmm. Um, Abita Springs, Louisiana, to be exact. And so what I really like about Abita, the company, the brewing company, is they're very locally. They seem to have... they're like every beer company, every beer company makes beer recipes from the originators, right? So out of Europe. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. And then we would bring it here and we make it our own by, you know, adding various twists and techniques and hops and, and ingredients. And so what I like about Ibiza is they seem to be very locally sourced in, okay. in which they really sort of like um, make things that come with a very Louisianan flavor. Is that a word? Louisiana? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so, like like I did last time, I did uh, the pecan ale. Those were pecans. And so, right, Louisiana is known for their pecans, right? They have, like, that candy thing.
1: Or is that pralines?
0: Pralines. That's pralines. But Which they, is Louisiana. But it is Louisiana. And but that's they from put, pecans. But they do, yeah, they do something with pralines. Mm-hmm. I mean, pecans. Um, and so, like... They put a bunch of sugar on top of it. <laughs> Very things, yeah. For, various things they do, like, um, they have another... I mean... They have a few that I may review. So they have like Purple Haze, which I've never reviewed. They have Strawberry Lager, which I've never reviewed, um, and so on and so forth. But like I was saying, what I like about them is that they seem to locally source their stuff. And so this one is called Abita Mardi Gras Bach. You know, seeing as the season um, is upon us, we've passed the holidays, and we're still um, enriching our palettes with dark, Beers, nice. um, it gives you comfort in the winter. It also fucks you up a little bit more because <laughs> <laughs> you get a little more of the ingredients there, that make it a little more hoppy. Um, so anyway, so this is Abita Mardi Gras Bach. Uh, it's brewed with uh, pale pilsner and caramel malts that give it that really beautiful color that look just like your bourbon, mm-hmm. um, and German pearl hops. And so their Bach is similar to a German Maybach. With its rich um, multi-flavor and full body. Um, it drinks very well. And and for them, they say that uh, Mardi Gras Bach brings the fun of Carnival, which is in February, right? Carnival's around, yeah. like February time. Yep. Or for them, Mardi Gras, right? right. Um, which is the American version. Um, it's sort of the fun of the season of, of Carnival and Mardi Gras. But it, it's got a good flavor, good full mouth, it's full bodied, um, goes down really well, really tasty. I really like a multi beer. Um, so like this, a Killian's, a uh, Maybox, um, they come in all sorts of companies, make them. Uh, but definitely if you like when I'm speaking and got through all that, Barrage the uh, words I just gave you, uh, and you still understand what I'm talking about. Um, go out right. and find yourself, yes. um, Abita's Mardi Gras Bach.
1: No, no <laughs> doubt. I've been mesmerized by your words, I too, know, just, you know, and mesmerized. uh. And this eighty proof uh, what, what rye, I'm drinking. Yeah. Happy 2020, everybody. Welcome mm. back to everybody.
0: And for a Happy New Year Absolutely. from fans. Happy welcome New back. Year.
1: Thank you. Just want to acknowledge that. And um, so I decided because it was hard. You know, I've been doing bourbons from from Kentucky mm-hmm. for the longest time. So I'm going to shake it up a little bit for the next couple of episodes. I'm going to okay. give you a little taste of rye, okay. and we're going to be going to do more rye episodes for the next couple of. Uh, episodes. So I just want to do for this episode. I'm drinking Templeton Rye, uh, and that's number four, and that's age four years, and they're out of Iowa originally, but they've been processed and distributed through uh, Indiana lately. So they had to strip away that that uh Iowa name as far as that goes. But they've been processed, since they've been processed out of Indiana, it was a big thing. But this uh, rye has been around since the Prohibition era, and it was known to be Al Capone's favorite rye and his favorite drink. So since I'm going to talk about rye in the next couple of episodes, I'm actually going to bring in someone who uh, is going to give us a little sampling. We're going to do some tastings of rye. And since rye is on the comeback now, you know, there's a lot of rye. Because rye was big, all across the United States for many, many years and people were drinking it everywhere from New York to down south because everybody couldn't have that wonderful Kentucky bourbon that I love so much. Mm -hmm. So because of that and because rye was so prevalent they were able to make that kind of whiskey. So I'm going to talk about rye for a little bit but I just wanted to let everybody know that, you know, there and there's reasonably priced stuff because a lot of times the bourbons are very expensive and of course the scotches are but I think that this time we will notice that we're going to find some different flavors and some different tastings. This one is very spicy. It has a, a definitely a note of allspice, um, butterscotch a little bit. Um, and it's, it, it's good for, I'm having it today in a whiskey sour, but I would definitely have it in a Manhattan. Um, an old-fashioned would be good just to bring those kind of notes to it. But I think that... uh Once again, it's always worth trying all these different kind of whiskeys out there. But, you know, I'm the bourbon guy. But like I said, because Twan is always trying different flavors and and tastings of different kind of beers, I decided to bring some—for 2020, I decided to bring in some new kinds of whiskey. So just for everybody to try. And once again, this is Templeton Rye, and it's uh, number four, which is— Meaning that it's age four years. They have, I think, like a six, and then they also have a ten. Right. So I think it's it's worth trying, and all those numbers mean the years. Oh,
0: okay, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, we were, we've been discussing what we want to do this new year with BBM, and uh, that's a good idea. Right? We said we were going to try and bring in some like bartenders and mixologists yes. and like yes, uh, people that are part of the craft, and really get them to sit in and talk about what we are going. What they do in the process of their work.
1: Right. What filmmaking is, the different processes aligned with it from uh, filmmakers, directors, producers, cinematographers. And we're also going to bring in some mixologists and specialists in the craft of beer and bourbon.
0: To explain what's our whistle a little bit.
1: Yep. (laughs) For sure. For sure.
0: All right. So we'll um, do a little industry news. Sure. All right. So. This is what I said when I got here. Was like, Vaughn, you know what? I don't have any industry news because there's nothing to talk about." But rich white men rule the world, and this is a good year for them. <laughs> and he was like, "Well, that's your industry news. That's your industry." And dude. so, yes, if you've been able to swallow the Golden Globes, pass Ricky Gervais's um, biting, ruthless attacks on biting. them, which I was cheering like a motherfucker. Um, <laughs> But they still keep having them back, so you know, you know, insanity. Uh, but uh, if you come past that, or in the magic of what this world is today, you can just run to like the speeches and just not deal with the nonsense of the rest of the horrible shows, uh, worst season shows. Um, you could see that white men rule the world <laughs> in all of this craft, but that's nonsense. And considering like way more than over a hundred women. Of various ethnicities have made tremendous films this year right. and none of them were represented.
1: None of them were represented as, other than their category and the, uh, all the best directors. Other than the
0: actual acting categories. Yes.
1: And all their, the best director categories were all men. Rich white men absolutely and 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 it just it repeats the cycle even though you have the big me too movement that's happening right. and and all these things that are you know all these programs and incentives that are Time's up. that are pushing the the movement of women in all industries In all industries but for some reason hollywood is is still turning a blind ear to it what? and so i think that I think that yes and thank goodness that all these women are are doing what they do and they're right. not stopping what no, they're no, doing. Not stopping. They don't necessarily have to be recognized by by all these bodies of, of people. people. Right. But what I do what I do think is going to happen is that it's going to affect what happens with the Oscars.
0: Is this? Well, the Oscars, remember Oscars had a whole Oscar so white with Will and Jada and and that started a whole like firestorm and then mm-hmm. they started to actively change their I mean, they're going to be what they're going to be, but they really did start trying to actively change their nominations and like including more people into their Absolutely. academy, so more people could vote. And currently, right
1: now, the but it um, seems like the academy, the academy is run by as far as the Oscar goes. The academy is run by a black woman, so I know some things are going to change. So it's, it's just a matter of time, but I think that we're going to see the difference in what we what. Films are nominated for Oscars this
0: year, right? And so I think like it feels almost like the Golden Globes are going backwards because they're following they're not following suit of the Oscars. They're just doing the opposite, right? And so I don't know who lands this. It remind remember. I mean, just
1: for everybody that doesn't know, right. the um, the Golden Globes is the. Um, an international group of reviewers,
0: right? That, that and they usually have better body. taste. Yeah, they do. Than the Oscars. Very service. bizarre. And it's very bizarre how they. It was almost like a sweep because a lot of the streaming services didn't get as much as they would normally get, and it really went real studio heavy. So right. I don't know if they're there was, old school.
1: They're old yeah, school in that thinking.
0: Yeah, but they really, they really weren't all from before. They'd never been in the past, so I don't know what their yes, real issues were. Quite but yeah, for my industry news, I'm gonna say they suck. Um, but (laughs) there were so many different women out there that made fantastic films that I think we all should be paying attention to. And so, um, regardless of that, the Oscar season is still in full effect. And I think that if you, um, haven't really been able to actively pay attention to what was happening in film this year, I think you, you have a chance to go back to see, um... Female-driven or, driven or female-crafted films Absolutely. like Queen and Slim, um, uh, When They See Us, um, uh, Nina da Costa had uh, Little Woods, um, Little, uh, then there was Rafiki, uh, Little w-
1: Women with Greta. Greta, uh, Thornburg. Right. She, Greta Thornburg, she, she was the head of that. So there's a lot of talent out there, and, yeah, there and was you can't a lot. sleep on that.
0: No, there was a lot, and you can't sleep on it, and I think a lot of people were not um, represented in a way they would. Um, Casey.
1: Oh, yeah, Casey Lemons from Did uh,
0: Harriet. Um, there was just so much. There's so many. Like Clemency, Always in Season, uh, Little, which was kind of like a big a version like a like a black little girl version of big oh yeah with the with, with the young, the uh isa yes. yeah Issa and the young lady was, was like the first young producer yes and she's got another film coming so you know From she's doing her blackish thing. right yeah
1: she's doing her thing i'm very proud of her
0: yeah she's done she's done really well so um yeah that's my industry news do better do better, <laughs> do better but there's so many things out there for you to see we've reviewed some of them um yeah. and there's there's more to see so please go out and search actively don't pay attention. Absolutely. And, got, and for
1: me, you know, I just wanted to talk a little bit. We're going to talk about Michael Jordan um, Michael B. Jordan's film, mm-hmm. uh, Just Mercy later in the episode. Right. But I wanted to talk a little bit about what he's required in his writer. Mm-hmm. And a lot of um, a lot of Hollywood talent has has been doing the same thing. And that what he's required now with every film that he works with is that there be a diversity and inclusion clause in it, So that means not only in front of the camera, but also behind the scenes that you have representation from, you know, all diversities, whether it be male, female, uh, all the gender issues and everything like that. But it's also people of color, uh, people with disabilities and so on and so forth that are in front of and behind the scenes of all the work that he does. So he's been doing it. Um, Denzel Washington has been known to be doing it for years. For years, Francis uh, Francis McDermott was was talking about this mm-hmm. when she when she won her role, but it, it and it shook up Hollywood. And that's why
0: Absolutely. he
1: made a point of saying that whatever film and, or project that he works on, it's it's more inclusive. And and it's gonna just push the gambit a little bit because what happens in, in in filmmaking and just like every other industry that the world works in today, especially in America, we tend to hire the people that we know. And he wants to stretch that a little bit to be go beyond that because you might not know all the talent that's out there. And and, we, and me and Tawana, we both been working in crews and, and 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 dealing with you know casting and and producing work you know, but it's it's about time we shake it up a little bit. It can't just be about everybody that we know that looks just like us. Yes. You know what I mean? It's got to be a little different. So I'm sorry Hollywood and white America. Hmm. The world is representative of a whole lot of other things. Mm-hmm. So I think that we he is opening the gate. He's opening it up. And I'm glad that he's doing it and he's speaking out about it because the point is that he's speaking out about it. It's not, yeah. you know, because a lot of times people Definitely. don't say what's going on. And Francis and, and Denzel and now now Michael B, they're, they're making a point of saying, I want to see more diversity on these sets.
0: Right. And I feel like some of the actors, like Michelle um, Williams, mm-hmm. she won an award for... Uh, the Fosse film, yes, yes. Um, that she Bob Fosse, yeah. That she was a part of Fosse and Vernon. It was on, uh, and Vernon, FX. right? So, which I'm assuming she did a good job. I didn't see it. She's oh, a very she good was, actress. She was amazing in it. Um, and so she was saying she made a, a point of mentioning how she was a woman and she she was thankful that she had the right to vote and to speak accordingly right. on the things that would create more diversity to choose her own path. Right, so exactly. she's another one that really makes a point of very much speaking out when things go awry.
1: Yeah, and Ava is doing Ava it. And so Ava. many, so many people are, are are finally stepping up, and they're feeling the fi- the time to have their voice being heard. Well, I
0: think the time is, the time is now because of the accessibility to everything. Mm-hmm. You know, our accessibility um, used to be very limited, and so with the the introduction a number of years ago, twenty what twenty more years ago or so, mm-hmm. of the internet, um, we have all this and social media. Right, we have all the accessibility to the world. Right, and so people have freedoms to say what they want when they want to say it, and because of that, people are able to branch out and reach further than they've ever had right. before. The world has opened up. The in a, world has in a global opened kind of up way. in a very gl- everything is global. Everything yeah. you this show is global. Right. We we have fans in Australia, in Mexico, um, in Amsterdam. Right. So whenever I see the stats, I'm quite surprised. I mean, we know some people in Australia, but like the Mexico and Amsterdam, I was like, who are those people? <laughs> so, you know.
1: But And that's a good thing. And thank you. And uh, yep. once again, share thank it with everybody, you know.
0: For listening and sharing it Absolutely. out. Absolutely. So let's start the show a little bit. Um, first movie up. Uncut Gems. Uncut Gems. Uncut Gems, starring Adam Sandler, um, Lake of Stanfield, n- veritable newcomer Julia Fox, um, and uh, Adina Menzel yes. from from Go No Frozen. Frozen. <laughs> I'm thinking yes. Let It Go. And all uh, of Broadway. Directed yeah, all of Broadway. Yeah, she She's was in wicked and, and Rent. Mm-hmm. And Absolutely. all that. Um, directed by the Sarfty Brothers. Yes. Um, Benny and Josh, who have made a number of other films very similar to this one. One of uh, mention is Good Time with uh, Robert Pattinson. Robert Pattinson. Mm-hmm. They actually, what was I saying when we went to see this? That they're like number four. All their films are like f- three, four, and five for the most F bombs yes. ever in films. <laughs> it's so yeah, crazy. For sure. Um, but that makes sense. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> so. Uncut Gems, um, from the acclaimed directors, of course, uh, Josh and Benny Sarfty, comes as sort of like a eclect- I'm sorry, electrifying crime thriller about Howard Ratner, played by Adam Sandler, a charismatic New York City jeweler, always on the lookout for the next week's score when he makes a series of high-stakes bets that could lead him into a windfall of his lifetime. However, Howard must perform this precarious high wire lacked, uh, balancing business, family, and the encroaching danger on all sides from his adversaries in his relentless pursuit of the ultimate win.
1: Did he ever. (laughs)
0: Um, I like the start. Go ahead. Please do. Um, Adam Sandler. Not one of my favorite. When I think of comedy, I recoil to Sandler because I think his comedy is of a specific... Um, a specific, I feel like his he has almost like a specific demographic that really reaches for his comedy. Uh-huh. And so I really don't enjoy his movies until he gets into films like this. You know, I actually really love when Adam Sandler takes on more serious roles, like right. Rain Over Me, Punch Drunk Love. Even Spanglish was kind of like yeah. a little serious. Yeah. And... Um, He's actually a really good actor, in my opinion, when, when when he's given the material that works for him, that he can really chomp into. And I, I think this might actually be one of his best works. Um, the the Softy brothers are really trying to destroy your nervous system in this film. Oh, they do. <laughs> and you may actually question your need for pharmaceuticals after watching this. <laughs> but there's yelling, there's panic, there's stress. Yeah, his character is 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 constantly grasping at straws as he sinks deeper and deeper into the sort of quicksand of his life um, that he sort of turned into, you know. Yes. Um, it, the problem is though, um, you want to like really hate him because he's really an asshole, but, <laughs> but 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 Howard is uh, Adam Sandler plays Howard. Um, his character as this like sort of really sort of endearing character. So you go from being like, man, what the fuck, this is stupid. To man, what the fuck, come right, on, dude, right. like, please don't like. So it, it's, it's it's this Adam Sandler just adds this bit of charm to it that makes us that makes us sort of like give this guy like a little hook around the neck and try right. and like give him this encouragement to really like make better choices in your life, you know. And so, um. I really really, really loved Adam Sandler was pretty much in every single scene
1: yeah he, and he did a lot of work. the film yeah he did His, a lot of work
0: it, it's it's really just everything. I yeah. mean I thought also what's really interesting is that um, the characters they chose um, their' acting is surprisingly good for virtual unknowns mm-hmm. like Kevin Garnett is in this and yeah he was very good surprisingly really good he
1: was very good at this
0: and um so was um, Julia Fox right who is a virtual unknown I looked her up she didn't have a lot of uh she didn't have a lot of credits but she was so good as um, she was
1: his uh, mistress she was his mistress mm-hmm. and
0: she was so good in all her scenes even yeah. the weekend yeah. Who had like a, a blip
1: on the screen. But he was good he in was it. He
0: was good in it. Mm-hmm. So it, it's, I don't know, maybe It was just piece.
1: fun watching him uh, snort a little Coke. That was kind of funny.
0: Yeah, to I was me. like, what? We can do a Coke, son? <laughs> like, was he? That was oh, kind of funny, oh, too. Oh, Are you me. a Cokehead now? <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, sorry to cut in. All his okay. music is like that, essentially. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. It does feel a little Coke ish music. But it, it's, it's real chill. And I, uh, shout out to so, Chris I was say, He's welcome, running Chris. sound for us today. Okay.
1: Thank you for being here and welcome back. <laughs> Anything but, um, for you guys?
0: Yeah, but it, it was it was really cool. I just think um, um I'll let you jump in here and then I'll talk a little bit about like the craft and how they made it. Um, well, um you
1: know what I thought was interesting about it, and I've been watching Adam Sandler for many years. You know, from his time on SNL, mm-hmm. Saturday Night Live. And, and all the movies that he's done, like uh Happy Gilmore was one of those ones that right. struck out me. But I really loved his movie with um I love Punch Drunk Love. Punch Drunk Love. I thought that was incredible. With the pudding and and all that, that was the first time we actually saw him in this more intense, more yeah. drama driven role. Yeah. He also did a film with um Jamie Foxx, who is in this in this He's in uh, just just, in mercy. just mercy that we're going to talk about later where it was more drama driven and it was about 9/11 and um What
0: film is that? It it's, I'm it's
1: with Jamie Fox and, it, and it, oh, look at that. he's very uh he has the ability
0: It's fantastic at these dramatic roles. And I
1: think that it's because he's such a once again like you said he's a, he's a comedian and I think that a lot of comedy is always based on drama some kind of trauma drama. or drama in these People's personal lives, but I think that he he has the because you want to like him and you want to you know he has that thing that's endearing about him because he is every man.
0: Oh, the cobbler is it that one? I don't. He was in the cobbler too.
1: I don't think that was it, but it was. But either Mm. way, but I think that he has that ability for you to feel for him as a person because he appears to be every man. And and the thing about he captured all of that New York energy and that New York essence. Of the, the whole New York. The whole diamond district and that that Long Island living. He captured all of that so well. And you know, he's Jewish and he's you know, he's trying to be about the family and celebrate the family, but he's he's trying to hustle day to day to make money and, and it it he resonated with all that. He just he put all that on the screen and I, I hope that he gets acknowledged for it.
0: Just yeah, in really the same
1: do. way that Joaquin did with in the Joker, he did the same thing in this movie. He wasn't beautiful. He wasn't a. He, he wasn't attractive. There was nothing about him that you would say, "Oh, look at him as this star." But, but not in a star way that you think of Tom Cruise and people like that no. and Brad Pitt. But he did this thing that said, "Wow, he really." He can really go deep.
0: I don't know yeah. what. I mean, well, you know that whole saying says that uh, comedians laugh to prevent from crying because there's yeah. so much darkness in them, yeah. um, and which is why comedians make great actors because they can right. really go deep. He's that guy. He he can really touch some areas. And that, I felt
1: like he was you know, just that really because we were sitting on the edge of our seat. And well, I, I yeah, know it was.
0: But also, we so we went with a friend of ours too who's been on a show before, Dana Birdie. And Dana was like, "Were you guys uncomfortable during the film? Because you kept moving." I just think the frenetic energy of the film kept us moving. I mean, you literally, you were in this guy's energy field. I can't imagine what it was like to make this because right. every day you had to go home exhausted. Everyone on set had yeah. to go home exhausted. So it's just like the frenetic energy of the film plus the music, the crazy like audio mix. like. The psychedelic colors, like everything just really just. And then the frenetic energy of living in New York and the fast pace of that. And he, First of all, I spoke to someone at work who said to me, you know, I didn't like it. The guy spoke too fast and I didn't know where the story was going. And I said to her, are you from New York? And she was like, no. And I was like, and that's why you didn't get it. Mm -hmm. Because the way he spoke is the way we speak every day. He spoke so fast and so energetic and, and it was just, it was just firing off on every engine throughout the entire film. Yeah. Like even if he asked his wife to take him back, he was just like, Come on, can you take me back? I mean, I'm sorry. You know. She was trash, I'm sorry. But take me back. Like it was just like his words were so quick and quick quick moving, quick firing. Like yep. every apology was, was was fast moving. Every every sad moment was fast moving. Yeah, every happy moment was super fast moving. It was just like endless. And you know, it, as I watched it,
1: I, and I know a lot of people from Long Island, I, I think about how that culture is because you almost yeah, don't know. That. You almost <laughs> don't know what year it is, because in certain areas, in certain areas, areas yeah, in, in there are places where are are we in the nineties? Are we in two thousand? Like where are where are we? Are we in the eighties? Because right. that the energy about it, nothing really changes with with families, right? And and so you see. The family dynamic playing out—that never changes—in the whole thing in Long and, Island. And, <laughs> and what I think that they were able to capture was right. that whole energy about it, and just yeah. just the the hustle of New York. Yeah, and you know, the hustle of New York, and that whole betting thing. see, I don't know that much about gambling and betting.
0: I don't know but, either. But I
1: think that what this film, what this film did, was it—you felt
0: that energy. Highlighted it. the ills of. Of betting? Yeah, sure. <laughs> of, of, of illegal gambling? Of a gambling addiction? And I heard, I've heard i been reading and I've
1: heard some things about the fact that his bet would have not been able to be achieved.
0: Right.
1: But I think it's interesting that people are talking about it. Yeah. You know, the fact that, okay, well, could he have actually done this thing right. and, and achieve it?
0: Well, they wouldn't allow him to achieve it because of the price or because of the way he split it up?
1: Yeah, I think it was something about the split. But I think yeah. it, it, it's interesting in even that. And, and the thing that... And and also the whole betting culture of New York is going away because well, it's also
0: moving to Jersey because right. it's not legal here. It's,
1: it's, it's all the Jersey stuff mm-hmm. and and you know New Jersey is not what it used to be. You know what I mean? So and the fact that it was in Mohegan Sun where right. they went and did the bet, which is in Connecticut, by the way, folks. Right, it's in so just just so you know. The, the world is changing in, in how that all happens. But I feel like this film captured almost like an old school element of New York. Yes. You know what I mean? Uh,
0: it, it's very much that. See, the thing about New York is, we were discussing this before, the thing about New York is, sadly, it's not the buildings. Right. It's, it's the character. Yeah, it's the people. And I, I, it's the people. And um, I find it very sad when you see things fade away due to gentrification and the elimination of culture in general and all right. cities because of gentrification.
1: Um, and and w- when she talks about gentrification, it's not just about. White people. No, it's, I'm not talking areas. about race. It's I'm about talking class. about
0: the elimination yeah. of a specific class exactly. to make it more accessible for people of right. money to live in a cheaper area. Exactly. So you outsource, and, and 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 the people are are out resourced in their own neighborhood. Yeah. So while at times people will say, "Oh, the benefits of gentrification is that you can get Peapod in your neighborhood," and there's a elimina- there's an elimination of um, food deserts. Yes, but now I can't pay my rent, but I can buy fresh strawberries. Right, and you're going to lose all the mom and pop places. You lose all the mom and pop places. And New York is specifically built on the character of its people. We don't have towns here. We have neighborhoods. And so everybody's neighborhood is a completely different neighborhood. And it's usually ethnically based. And so when you go to neighborhoods like Harlem and what used to be Bedside or what Little used to Italy be Howard downtown. Beach or mm-hmm. Little push. Italy, mm-hmm. yeah, f- yeah, Five Points, which is gone, pretty much. Um, Long Island City done. Yep. Um, even Tribeca, what yep. used to be down there in mean, Chinatown, oh, yeah. Canal Street, all that's pretty much eliminated by the resurgence of like all these gentrified company um, 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 areas that are sprouting up based on um, the accessibility to them because they're just poor. Yeah. And industrialized And unused right. By people of wealth Cause poor people Been living there all their lives True <laughs> And they've been just fine Absolutely But you know So is life That's why oxtails Are like $75 a pound I mean, <laughs> For sure You know And 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 people are redoing Chopped cheeses Fuck out of here Williamsburg Um, <laughs> <laughs> You know No one needs a, Can we a, get
1: Can we get some chopped cheese Yeah today? let's do that
0: From <laughs> a real bodega Not yeah, Williamsburg Let's do it <laughs> But um, you know, with all that being said, um, he's right when he when you're right when you say um, times are changing because I work in Long Island and even in Long Island that's going away a little bit. I mean, their family structure is is tight and it never changes. And it may be because they're they're a bit red out there in terms of like politics. Mm-hmm. Very um, conservative. They're very conservative. They're very family oriented. They're very they're very about trends you know the mall because they're suburbs right suburbia but um i think this film plays on that a bit right so they they give us the 80s lighting the music the sort of neon look um everything sort of felt that way the clothes felt a little dated at some point um you know we go from this sort of like psychedelic opening um from a diamond mine to, to, in Africa, in Ethiopia somewhere. Yes. Um. To, like, Howard's colon. It's like, we, they bring us in, and, and and for me, that part was amazing, because they bring us in, in this, um this over, the film feels very overall, like, all over the place, right? But then at the end, and at the beginning, you see where they're trying to sort of, like, funnel us through this sort of music-fueled, action-packed, performance driven piece through like through the mind through his colon back out and then right. back again right into like i don't, I mean i did i did a little bit of research and i tried to look into it and it, it felt like they were kind of saying at the end we are all just uncut gems right um because we start in ethiopia right like right. the cradle of civilization the first sight of man in africa by the way folks in Africa. Um and then we end there saying that we all are just uncut gems and we're all just going to literally end up and we're also I also took it as something as we're all sort of interconnected. Yeah. Um interconnected as people. Um and so we all sort of return to the matter of sorts. Mm -hmm. But um it was really interesting. That's why it opened
1: it ended out in the universe. It
0: ends in the universe. Um, sort of back yeah. into the ether, um, to be recycled and to start again with someone else's story. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, that that and part and was you know interesting. what
1: what's cool about it, and I almost feel like the filmmakers actually could have their next movie could start there mm-hmm. because this was a this was was actually a slice of life film, and it was a slice of life for a really crazy motherfucker. In how you just really took. <laughs> A, a matter of days, and mm. and that's the thing I like. I like the day in a life kind of movie. Yes, this is you know what I mean, and, and, and that's kind of my favorite kind of movie. In how you 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 try to dig into, you don't have a lot of time to spend, right? But and you can't tell a whole life story, no. But you can tell this moment in time. And, and and where we were, and that's, I think, why it, it was it resonates and is so kinetic, because yeah. we were just in a matter of, like, five days with this man.
0: Yeah, we had, like, a week in his life. And we didn't have to have a
1: whole lot of- No, nah, because we found out so much. We got a whole lot- re- We didn't have to know about his birth, his family, and none of that nope. shit- we got all of that yeah. in this five day period yeah. of time.
0: His interrelations with his family, his coworkers. I mean he, he owned a store in the Diamond
1: District. In the Diamond District right so here. we got in the his coworkers.
0: Um we we got his association with people on the street or his other his other colleagues in the Diamond District. Yeah. Um, through his interactions. We got like his whole interactions with um what led him to sports, It'll, issues you know mm-hmm. like his gambling issues his sort of cohorts in that whole market so it was like it was really interesting um how they portrayed it but it was like it was relentless yeah it was like strap yourself in for this roller coaster ride and take off
1: yeah for sure yeah it was definitely a takeoff.
0: yeah for sure so
1: what do you think about this what, what, what are your ratings on this one
0: um
1: and we gonna we gonna go with some some alphabets this time are
0: we are we i wasn't we're, sure we're, we're i wasn't sure where to go alphabets. with that all right let's i'm excited about that now um i'm gonna give it an a dare i say an a plus because of the style in which they created their film this is not the average film a lot of people not a lot but i see some people were turned off because they'd be like, uh, oh, it, it just came at you. It's like life comes at you fast. Yeah. You know what I mean? It came it at you. It definitely comes at you. <laughs> it definitely comes at you. And in this film, but that that's the life New York came way of it. At him fast. Yeah. Um, he tried to manipulate the fuck out of it, but it was in his face every two minutes. And so, yeah, I'm gonna give it an A plus because not only did we just sit down and watch Howard's life, but we were immersed in it. Yeah. And so because of that I think you for let me know. I never want to do cocaine and uh, <laughs> um, and take off like a rocket ship out of that fucking rocket. Um, but this was fantastic. That was a bump for sure. This was a. It was a two bumps. I felt like I felt I felt like uh, I don't know if anybody's watching um 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 you on Netflix. But I felt like Joe when he hit, took those four hits of acid. Like I was like, "Whoa, this is a world I'm not used to." But, right, right, right. But it was definitely that. So I'll give it an A plus because not only for the acting and the story and 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 all of that, but but the actual process in which they they sort of not not renovated, but how they renewed the craft in their own way. Okay. To push it across. Yeah. So I give it an A plus.
1: I'm I'm going with an A, yeah. Because I I just think that what I loved about it was the richness of all the supporting actors,
0: which was weird because you felt like it was only him. No, but, but you forgot that. But there
1: was so much richness in all of them.
0: Yes, completely. And I
1: have to give them their credit too. Absolutely. Adam Sandler will get nominated. For his Oscar. I mean,
0: I really hope he's gonna win, but he's not.
1: He's not gonna win, but he will get nominated because he did some amazing work he did. here, he did. and and I and think he has that, been. And he and you know what? And I want him to know, and just like all the others, just like Joaquin and all the others, there is so much work to be done, and the fact that you can sink your teeth in a film like this that speaks volumes to it and i, right. I and I'm, I'm i'm happy that we're seeing films like this right. there were no there were no special effects there were no no not
0: really
1: none of that it was Very just little. driven movie performances adina Menzel... Adina Menzel was badass in this. She was badass in this, and and people are are not talking about her think, the way they should be. I think
0: Adina needs to do more dark shit too. Yeah, I, because you know. Rent was the only other dark thing she ever did. Yeah, and I, I, and, she can do
1: it. and she can do it. And she can do it. And she can do it. And fuck a Frozen. I know all the parents yeah, out here want look. some kids for, to watch shit. But, but and, you know,
0: fuck, a, fuck and, and a Disney. And I know you
1: have a full history in Broadway. I got full that. history. I got that. But you can do these kinds of roles. She can. And and, and, I, and I hope I, they get. More. and I love the richness of this because I Absolutely. felt I felt like I was in a, along on a ride with this family and and, yeah. and that was the beauty of it so I'm definitely gonna give it an a it, it it it's in my top 10 of the year of 2019 2020 so shout out to all of them but like I said please go see it find it wherever you can when it ends up on HBO please watch it because it's it's worth watching
0: oh yeah I completely agree. for sure. All right,
1: so on to the next one. On to the next one, and my uh, mood might my mood might change a little bit because uh, I'm, I'm in my feels still.
0: I mean, you and your feels. I just watched this shit at ten thirty this morning. I was like, thanks. After my morning meditation, I had my morning cry. Yeah, it was good. <laughs> Which really just like I thought I was gonna cry once. I was like, oh, little tears, okay, okay. And I was like blubbering a little with my lips at the second cry. I was just like, all right, yeah, saying what I signed again. up for.
1: I actually cried too.
0: <laughs> but yeah, it was it was definitely a bit of a tearjerker. Um, and it's called Just Mercy. Um, directed by Destin Daniel Creton uh, who did The Glass Castle. I don't really know him, and he's done. Uh, short term 12. I'm not a hipster. Uh, I guess he's a veritable no. I don't really know him too much. But starring Brie Larson, Michael B. Jordan, Jamie Foxx, um, and the list goes on and on. Tim Blake Nelson was, was Myers. Oh, one of the up and comers, I think, O'Shea Jackson. Oh, yeah, is definitely oh, yeah, coming sure. from this in a different perspective than what his dad was doing. Yeah, for sure. Um, Rob Morgan. Who played Herbert, who I'm sure is who you were referencing when you were telling oh me. Oh, my
1: God. I love um, Rob. Rob Morgan. I love him. Rob Morgan has
0: been working for a very long time, and he's done everything from Mudbound. He was the father in Mudbound. Yes, I love him. He's been in Stranger Things, Daredevil, Godless. He's done television like Bull. He's 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 been in a lot of stuff, and he... Oh, he was in a uh, last black man in San Francisco, and he's
1: gonna be in ph- the photograph.
0: Yeah, he's going That's right. He's in the photograph. So he's kind of like he's kind of like Boki Woodbine, in which they yes, just kind of pop yes, up, and they're this amazing yes, character actors who find these great pieces. And so, okay, <coughs> excuse me. Um, that's why I had to cough a little? I'm bit sorry. On that it one. was it was an it was an. It was you an were boy. holding back. I mean it. I mean you just gotta let it go, let it free. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? Anyway. So, "Just Mercy," about a powerful, is, is a powerful and thoughtful-provoking film about a social justice activist, founder, executive director of the Equal Justice Initiative. at the beginning of his journey by the name of Brian Stevenson. Um, we all know him and his history-making battles for justice. this one in particular, uh, after graduating from Harvard, Brian I'm sorry, might have had his pick of lucrative jobs. Instead, he decides to head to Atlanta to defend those who have been wrongly convicted and condemned. Uh, With the support of his local advocate, Ava Ansley, played by Larson, one of his first and most incendiary cases is that of Walter McMillan, played by Jamie Foxx, who in 1987 was sentenced to die for notorious murder of an 18-year-old. Despite the preponderance of evidence, uh, proving his innocence uh, and the fact that the only testimony against him came from another incarcerated man um, with who was manipulated in order to lie. Um, in the years that follow, Brian becomes embroiled in a labyrinth of legal and political maneuverings and overt and unabashed racism as he fights for Walter and others like him with the odds and the system stacked against him. Yes, that was a long um yes. synopsis, but it needed to be said yeah, absolutely. because Brian is still amongst us and still fights long this, for this day. Yeah, absolutely. Um for prison reform, for um for the wrongfully incarcerated. Um Who you wanna start? You wanna start? I mean, I got paragraphs here. I know you have paragraphs <laughs> somewhere. Like
1: <laughs> but I, what I want to have to say, I have to talk about Brian first. Sure. in, in, in all the work that he does. And I'm going to post some articles because NPR is talking about him. And, uh, everybody's and he, talking about him. He's everywhere right now. And, and what, what needs to be I mean, talked he, about. He's
0: about restorative justice. Right. He's about the elimination of the death penalty. He's about fair and equal um, representation for people who are not just of color, but of <laughs> Poor resources,
1: because it wasn't just about black And and women. It was about everybody who were just not being represented and supported by the law. And in in this film, spotlights him. And what I love about this film. They didn't waste any time with it. They didn't. They didn't spend any time on trying to create some other scenarios no. and some love stories and some. It's very well, very bullshit. well crafted. Yeah. It was all about his social justice work,
0: his social justice and work, and what he
1: had to go through. And this, yes. this man,
0: and I'm sure he had to go far more. But they touched on like his sac- personal sacrifices,
1: right? And and the, what what was the beauty of this film was he he was. He was selfless in the fact that he felt like I need to do something to make a difference. Yes. And there are there are a lot of people out here trying to make a difference in the world. And this film touches on that. Yeah. He sacrificed a lot. Sure, he, he was he was a Harvard educated lawyer. He mm-hmm. could have worked anywhere in the world and Absolutely. made tons of money, but he chose to help people who were not being listened to. He was the the people that are, are invisible to everybody. We we live in a world where there are so many people that are just invisible. Yes. And, and no matter where you fall in your economic level, there are still a lot of people that fall out of that. Right. And he chose to, to work and defend those people that were not being represented by the law and by the right. justice system. Mm-hmm. So he... He made it a point to go into these Because like who thinks about All these men and women on death row well, right What now?
0: happened was he was part of a Social he was part of a southern Defense league right. Uh, internship Right and it changed his mind About where he wasn't sure where he was going to go in his Law career but he thought he needed to do Something right and this sort of really directed Him
1: absolutely and it changed his it Life changed his and life the life of all these Men and women so he's many impacted. people
0: So many people so jump
1: in, Tawana,
0: Oh okay, so first I don't want to one of the things that I was thinking about when I was writing my notes for the film is we are BBM, right? We're Bourbon in a movie and it, it is a, a film podcast, amongst others. But um as African Americans in America, fawn and I, yes. I knew we would be very passionate about this issue. So before I go in on the passion, um, I do want to just touch briefly on what the film was. Yes. Okay, yes, so please. my thing was, um, the film was well done, well crafted. It is a well for, it is a well crafted film. Inspirationable, very knowledgeable. Jamie is Jamie. We've seen this in Ray. Yes, he has. We've does. seen this in however many other films right. he has made. Jamie is Jamie. Give him his Oscars and his awards now. Does he have one?
1: Yeah, he has He one has one for Ray, Ray right? He has one already.
0: Yeah, he need more. But um, Michael
1: B. Jordan. Wait, I'm not finished. Please give it to him. Yes.
0: Jordan is a star. And, and, and it seems odd for me to say that he's an up-and-comer because he's been here for so long doing what he's doing. But he's now picking roles because he is now a mature man, um, a mature adult man, right? Yes. He's now picking roles or he's being offered roles that are substantial. Yeah, and I think because he was a child star for a while, he wasn't getting those. He was getting roles that were decent, um, and he was cute, and everybody loves his muscles from Apollo Creed and all that good jazz. You know, being Creed Creed son, you know, being Creed son, and all that good jazz. Everybody likes that, um, and a few and other his films. Work in Black Panther, right? His work in Black Panther, right? Also, how could I forget that? Um, and 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 other films he's been in. Um, And so now I think he's stepping into a place where his talents deserve accolades or at least are honing to become acceptable for that league of accolades. So he's a star. Uh, O'Shea Jackson becoming a great little actor there. Yes, he is. And I'm proud of him in a way that I feel feel like a nanti because I listened to his daddy's music and right. like didn't know he existed until yeah. he popped up as his daddy.
1: It is like oh. in, in
0: his movie, right? In the movie about, um, and, um, 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 niggas with attitudes, right? NWA. And so, you know, I'm really proud of him and I'm really hoping he's going to go far. Um, also, um, few things cinematography re- related, um, the meditation scene, I, I, I think this was mostly uh, a verbal film, lots of dialogue. People were paying attention to what was being said, not always what was being seen. But I think they took time to make mention of certain things. So the meditation scene between Fox and Irv was nicely done. When Irv was having a panic attack in his cell, when he got his, um, his date of execution. Right. And he was having a bit of a panic attack because Irv is a retired uh, Vietnam vet. Who has PTSD, um, and has been incarcerated because of a crime he actually committed, but deserved proper representation and never received it and proper care. Because Irv right. really just I mean, if you take a moment to say like also mental health has not been addressed. Oh, absolutely and he's also it looks like um Brian has also been trying to address that in his in his um work. And so Irv was never really taken care of properly, and so Irv was on the verge of a, of a breakdown, and so his cellmate, um, played by Jamie, was 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 taking him on this place to sort of like, in a sense, meditate and breathe deeply to get past this issue. And so what happened was, in the course of doing that, uh, we were taking into this sort of uh, journey of these two men's shared meditation of looking at the sky once again. And um Jamie Fox as he was when he was arrested because he changes, you know, his hair and his facial hair looks quite different um once he is incarcerated. Um and so it, it was a moment of freedom shared by these two men. And I thought that was elaborated beautifully and, and, and shown beautifully. Um another moment what I really, really liked is um Jamie I won't tell you what happens, but Jamie Foxx is in a cell and so, uh, in what seems to be solitary confinement. And their prison uniforms seem to be all white. Yes. I don't know if that's everywhere, but definitely row has white uniforms. And I I, 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 I I, asked myself, what is this choice? Was that an actual um, uniform choice? does that actual like, uniform existence, rather? Or was that a choice in color? Because it, it made them all angelic. In a sense. And so he's sitting in a profile uh, shot and hands on the head bent over and the lights coming in from the only window of the door. And it gives him sort of a halo effect mixed with the white of his clothing, which illuminates the white even more, giving him a total halo effect around his body. That struck me because it it was almost like it illuminated his innocence it illuminated his humanity. Um, it illuminated, um, you know, peace in a place that wasn't peace. It was. It was really interesting. I just it, it took me it took me out for a second. So,
1: well, see you. That was the scene you hung on to. But yes. What what got me was the scene with Michael B. Jordan and and the man that was being executed. In a few hours. Uh, Irv. Irv, yes. Let's talk about Irv. Yes. Because what, what spoke to me was that moment when he said his lines were about the fact that nobody asked me what I wanted. Nobody asked me what I needed.
0: Ever. Since he's been there
1: until today. S- ever. and And he was the moment of his death. Was the time when people said, "Well, what can I do for you? They what? treated him well, yeah right what can I how can I help What's you the what can you? I do for you And that was yeah. the moment that spoke to me in the film yeah. and, and, and and also when Michael B. Jordan was doing his run and he was in this process of trying to understand how yes. he wanted to help these people right but he could not there was so much he could do right and 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 that was the moment. When that, that one when he said when the when Irv Irv, yes. Irv asked him, pray with me. Yeah. That that was the moment that yeah. spoke to me. What I thought this film did well, and, and also Queen and Slim, and there are a few other films lately that mm-hmm. have been capturing that southern rural experience. Exactly. And I think that the way they captured the lines the landscape and the people yes. there. And and how that was, and yes. how everybody was at the house with the lawyer and came. Everybody was at the because house because that's, exactly that's exactly what, exactly what happened. Because I grew up in a small town in rural South Carolina. Sally, yes. South Carolina, shout out to Sally. Yes. And the Chitlin' Capital of the World. <laughs> it is
0: the Chitlin' Capital. It happened. is the Chitlin'
1: Capital of the world.
0: Oh, I have God. To shout
1: out to Sally all the time. What it speaks to is the fact that people just want people just want to be they want to be. Proven, they're just living the yes. day-to-day lives. They—they're not trying to. They're not. Most of these people are very innocent in what they're trying to do. Yes. they're trying to take care of their their families. Yes, they're trying to live their day-to-day lives. To live. They just want to live. They're not. They're not. They're not trying to take anything from anybody. No. They're not trying to hurt anybody. They're just trying to live. And what this film did was show that. And we don't have a lot of films that show that. And and it wasn't about a and yes there was a big crime yes but we obviously knew that you know this character was innocent and but what we see is how the system has has built Systematic. up a, Ooh. Uh, just, you, just a way are of you
0: leading me is you keep, leading me
1: I'm trying not to go there because I <laughs> I'm was. I'm
0: about to so go ahead. I
1: know you are I'm but I was fooled the whole time because I realized that there are so many people caught up in a system. And America has been doing People. this. People. America has America. been doing this system since the end of slavery and uh, Reconstruction. Is,
0: is as as Brian? I, okay, so one, I'm going. I'm going to say this. I'm going to post in our show notes the link to Roots interview with Brian Stevenson, in which he was saying that um, slavery never ended; it evolved.
1: Yeah. I shared that on my page today, on my Facebook yeah. page today. Yeah, but I'm, I'm going to share it
0: in the uh, yeah. I'm definitely going to share the, uh, it in the show notes. You shared it in Facebook
1: in the stuff today with, with everybody, just so everybody knows. And also in our Facebook page. Mm-hmm. But I think that what what happens is you got to see that the system is there that holds us back, and there's always somebody trying to keep because white supremacy is real.
0: White supremacy. Is a real thing,
1: and it and never left. It and never left, it's not going anywhere and, anytime soon. And quite
0: honestly, it's what holds this structure up,
1: yeah. And and because of that, because of that, you have these people who are in and in one of the lines that Jamie Foxx said in the film that stuck with me is that you were already guilty.
0: You were already guilty. You, know, you were born guilty you were in this born country. And in, in this county, he said.
1: You were born guilty in this country, in this county, because it's really this country. It's not just that county.
0: It's not just that but in his instance. In, in what he
1: knew as as a, as a person, he knew from that county, because that, that was his frame of reference. Right. But in reality is... In this country, yes. we are already guilty. Already guilty. As, as people of color and black people, people of especially. Color, and,
0: especially if you're poor and black And you of color. Of that's color. a double whammy. I'm just going to yeah. say of
1: color. And you know what hurt me when I was listening to it, when I was watching and listening to it, the fact that he said, and you know, this is about code switching. Yes. When he talked about. We just got to make them like us He you said know? yeah
0: He said no matter How you make them like us right. You can say yes sir No sir right.
1: They're always going to Look at you like that And you know I used to always get As a kid I used to always get in trouble Because I would never say Yes sir or yes ma'am uh, yeah, You wouldn't would, fall I in was, line I would just say Yes or no and, and I would always get told But you didn't say Yes ma'am Or yes sir Exactly it's just yes or no no, but not my for point you. was, but I've always <laughs> been but I've been that kid right but right, right. once again i I feel like how do
0: you live your life when you have to because it, it's a he it, says that in the movie too how do these people how do you live, live your innocent life? lives thinking they could be the next one right. that's on this road right and it, it could happen in any time or any place and what
1: saddens me And Tawana and I have had this conversation about privilege, too, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: uh, because I assert my privilege every day.
0: Well, as a male, you assert your privilege. And I do,
1: and I do, and I don't have a problem with that, but... But I understand, and I also assert myself as a black person, because I know we also have privilege. And for too long- What privilege? No, we have privilege. Okay. We do have privilege. A lot of places, like, uh, they steal our culture, so- Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, We have privilege, and we do have the right to talk about our privilege, Mm -hmm. because we're talking about it now where we've never talked about it before, because there would never be an uh, unapologetically black if there was not privilege. Oh yeah. Because the fact is that we can talk about it. Yes. And because there are people generations behind me and everybody else coming up. Yes, our generation. We're talking about yes. it. Yes. And so well, that we, that I, also means we have the privilege, but there are so
0: many people who did not have Well, that. I feel like we're talking about it again. This is sort of a a uh, a uh, uh, um, a renaissance of sorts mm-hmm. that we're having. Um, Much like when it was the Harlem Renaissance, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. back with Langston and uh, Zola Zola. Zola. and and everyone that existed back then. Um, This is the secondary, if you ask me, the secondary renaissance Mm -hmm. where people are more black than ever. People are more Mm -hmm. proud than ever. People are more true than ever. People are more ethnic in terms of embracing their culture Mm -hmm. than ever before. I mean, we just passed in New York a resolution that says that you cannot fire someone based off their hairstyle, based off their their cultural mm. attachments. Um, and so this is a time in which we are distinctly taking our stand in who and what we are and are proudly um, standing for it. When I wanted to detach what you were just saying, um, there was a line in the movie and then and, and also in the interview, the Root interview, it says that we, that Brian was saying, we don't put crimes in jail. We put people in jail yes. Yes. based off of um, what they are and who they are, you know, um, hence preserving the system of white supremacy, right? So when we don't separate people from the crimes uh, you were condemning them for, you, you essentially become a part of that yes. whole supremacy Absolutely. Um, a, 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 a power, right? So the entire power structure in America works very hard to keep white supremacist, supremacy ensconced within all of our structures. Yes. Um, uh, case in point, Central Park Five, which are now named the Exonerated Five. Because they've been exonerated and and, and and proven to have gone through the same trauma That um, uh, McMillan has gone through Jamie Mm Foxx's character, Uh, Khalif Brower, who sadly is no longer with us, who was in jail for three years or so, unattached to any sort of legal representation over the 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 he was suspected of stealing a backpack. Yeah, you know um and and suffered at the hands of the just the injustice system, you right. should just say. Um between the uh um, Over a backpack. Over a backpack. So between what's going on with the CEOs that 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 tortured him in Rikers, much like Jamie Foxx's character, right? Mm-hmm. Um and and, and Brian Stevenson, who just trying to see his his clients was oddly yeah. And by the way, Trip folks, searching that and wasn't
1: just in the movie; that was real. That was
0: real. Uh, yeah, all these that were real, real accounts that had happened to him. Um, and so I say these are stories that are important and beg to be heard. And I'm so glad they are. The conditions in which people live in and a part of is more is part of a bigger systemic issue with in our own justice system here in America. You know, this issue is a quote from the movie. This issue is about constant truth. Is being ignored for easier solutions, and that isn't just. That isn't right, and it, it, it's just white supremacy. Yeah, they they. And, it,
1: and just so you know, and I'm, I have to talk about the prison system because, in America, the prison system was created after slavery was abolished yeah, 13th, in this country. Mm-hmm. 13th and, and they had to figure out another way to control mm-hmm. the black population in the United States and, and make profit. Could, and mm-hmm. make profit. And, and make because profit. they could mm-hmm. not get rid of us, right. they could not send us back to Africa where they mm-hmm. stole us from. Exactly. They had to figure out a, a system to create a way to punish us. Yes. Mm-hmm. And so that's why we had this prison system that we have today. Yes. And now we're trying to privatize privatize that and make more money mm-hmm. off of it. Make more money off of it so and let's steal, be clear people's, about that.
0: steal people's freedoms even further. Mm-hmm.
1: Absolutely. And so what I want people to understand is that what... What this movie speaks to is that everybody in prison is not necessarily guilty. No. Mm-hmm.
0: Or a bad person. Or a, or bad, a bad person. person. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Because even though you've committed a crime, and yes, I'm sorry, you've hurt someone, that's why we have restorative justice. Mm-hmm. There are other ways in which you can, for like uh, companies like um, Common Justice, who, who are trying to like sort of uh, restore <laughs> justice in a way that doesn't eliminate your life. Right. That doesn't take your rights away so you don't end up with felonies where you can't vote, you can't work, you can't live a just individual life. Even after you've paid your debt to society, so to speak, right. um, it's just all just nonsense. And so for the saviors and the heroes of the right. Brian Stevenson's in the Absolutely. world, thank you because... Um, Without you, we just exist in this malaise. And
1: you know what's interesting about it? Because there are so many people trying to make a difference in the whole social justice movement. Yes. like Because I, I hear like because Kim Kardashian and people like that are also trying to do the same thing yeah but, but uh, guess what but I, guess what I, I she's still it. making a difference and she's helping women I'm sorry because there are also women in yeah, the system that are being but you have to acknowledge that I mean I'm, an, I'm just gonna
0: acknowledge she set people free but I'm not gonna but, acknowledge but her, motive I'm not, because her motive I don't care about
1: I don't care about her motive I care about her
0: motive she's still no, doing but blackface but listen, like, but listen I care about no
1: her no that's not true no, I'm sorry that's, that's not, not true she's not doing blackface
0: that Diane Carroll no
1: that's not true That's that wasn't face. necessarily her choice that was the creator's choice we'll se- we'll se- they, hey guys they- we'll separate the issues for now what yes. you got yeah. to understand, understand is what you got to understand is mm-hmm. she using her platform to make a difference for these women because nobody's talking about the women mm-hmm. nobody is talking about the women, that those women are and, free. and someone is talking about the women because somebody has to and and what happens today is we you we're using all this social media and all these different platforms to do that and and I'm thankful for that because it's about having a voice and nobody's hearing these people when they're locked up. I'm in these thankful cells. that
0: she's setting people free. Apart from what we're talking about in the film, mm-hmm. I'm thankful for what she's setting people free because they are being exonerated or 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 released at least. to to be allowed to rejoin their families and to live their lives again. I'm grateful for that. I am not grateful. That does not give her the right to then go back and do things that are still white supremacy. They're still a part of a system that is largely connected. And I don't care what you say, whether it was the other person or her, she can still go back and say, listen, you darkened my skin. You made things wrong. You are intrinsically a part of it now because you have black children and Mm -hmm. you should know the history Mm -hmm. of what you are prolificating. So I'm sorry. She gets no pass with me. Thank you for releasing our women. Thank you for releasing people back out of the system. But these are just little, little bypasses because I want to see what she does when Trump leaves office. Okay, I want to see what she does when it's not wanna, fiduciarily responsible. I want to see not, what everybody When Kanye does. goes away and he's no longer her husband because he finally takes some medicine and is able to be healthy again. When he's gone, I want to see how much she's going to do for those people.
1: I would like to see that too. Okay.
0: Cause she so-called joining, becoming a lawyer and all this bullshit. She ain't Brian Stevenson. No, she's when she Brian joins Stevenson. his initiative. Then let's talk. Cause they're not going to let her get out of pocket. <laughs> Thank you for releasing these women back into their society. Yeah. Thank you for giving them back yes. their health for their family. But fuck you for your bullshit. Because guess Sorry. what,
1: folks? There are there are actually women who are also being incarcerated, too. There are so, women being
0: incarcerated because there are people that have been enslaving them and, and making them sex slaves. They had to kill them to get away from it. There's just a lot of reasonings yes. why all these things need to be rectified. And you just have to be honest about why you're doing it and in what.
1: Yeah, and but the beauty of this is the fact that we get to watch this movie Yes, and we get to understand a little bit about this I'm just
0: grateful that this has been... I'm grateful that as young as he is, because he's still pretty young, Brian Stevenson, As young as he is, I'm grateful that his initiative still exists. I'm grateful that so many people are joining. I love how they showed in the film that people were joining his initiative. Because it started with him and Ava, and then they went on. I would have liked to have seen what Ava looked like now, though. But anyway...
1: The assistant? I
0: digress. Yeah. Because she's not even an assistant. She was his chief of operations. Yes, yes. And so... They
1: showed her during that time. They just just showed her showed Yeah, they
0: just showed a dated photo of her. But maybe she was like, listen, I'm not for that. She seemed to be that type of woman. Yeah. But... I'm, I'm, I'm grateful. But you know, and it,
1: it speaks to the sacrifice because I know yes. they made sacrifices. Oh, they and made. And what I loved about this film financial was safety that they didn't like, spend a lot of time in the sacrifice. Yes. They spent a lot of time in, in telling the people's story because I felt like, yeah. even yeah. watching it, I felt like that the goal was. I want to tell the story they, of these yeah. people. Yeah,
0: they—I mean—they touched on things that they thought they should touch on, and yeah. I thought they needed to touch on in order to create the content that they had. Yeah. But then they said, "Okay, oh, back to the story."
1: And, and it's and, always back to. the story. And I love that, and yes. I thought that what it 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 made me it made me feel for them. Because yes. I felt their sacrifice. Yeah,
0: I felt their sacrifice, but I
1: also knew that they were driven, and they I like driven. to watch driven people because they were like.
0: I mean they're just heroes. Yeah, they I were mean, they were truly they're heroes. Like modern day Harriet Tubman. They didn't like, wear
1: capes and all this you're bullshit. You're doing things but they for did the stuff benefit lives. Yes.
0: of someone else's life. Yeah. With no you're not asking for praise. Yeah. I mean I mean uh, let's be honest, right? I knew nothing about restorative justice. until I met people who were working in those fields. Nothing. Mm. I was touched by prison and inca- people who are incarcerated Um, in my family from time to time but they weren't a part of my immediate family but I knew a cousin had been locked up and I knew something else had been happening and I had no idea of what really was happening and I think films like this wake people up because quite honestly I didn't know who Brian was yeah I really did. Yeah, and, and now that I know, right. I will research further and and, and and open my eyes wider to what is really happening. Because quite honestly, this affects me. And oh, yeah. it affects you and it affects all of us. Yeah, for and, sure. and, and if you are underprivileged or of color, especially black in this country. Because right now, look at what's happening to immigrants.
1: Oh, for sure.
0: It's not just Mexicans. It's immigrants of all sorts. Mm-hmm. So, I mean they are included. I mean, everyone is facing a serious threat in this country. Um, And just right now, it's being heavily highlighted. And so, uh, good luck. (laughs) And thank you, Brian, and every other restorative justice, prison reform hero hero or heroine out there who was trying to make a difference Mm -hmm. in someone's life who can do nothing else. So what do you rank this film as? An A++. You give it an A++. I'm going to give them an A++ because I thought that they educated. They were able to throw in a little bit of craft um, in a way that stand, stood out from like their typical legal drama. Yeah. Um, And I thought that they, they worked things out appropriately. Yeah, and it was um, a total three-act structure. And it sure. was a total three-act structure, and I think everyone could follow it but i'm going to give them the plus plus because it was um it was knowledgeable you come away with not just a story but mm-hmm. but what is happening in the world you know a bit of historical context so i i say please go see these films um and keep watching because i think i also see what we were just saying about how people are taking a, a, a grasp at their cultures now, because it's not only that. Because also during the film, they played the trailer for In the Heights.
1: Yes, which really I really important. I can't wait to see it
0: for people of Latin and Latinx absolutely ethnicity. And so I think it's important. What would you give it?
1: Oh, I'm I'm all A plus on this one. A plus plus,
0: I mean, I think it's amazing. It touched me today. I'm in a I'm in a space.
1: Yes, yeah, she is, folks. Full,
0: full moon, space. be damned. Everything I, I, is changing. Well, it's the me. wolf moons. I'm all in it. It's a wolf moon. It's oh wolf yeah, moon. it's a wolf moon too. Anyway, thank you. I hope you got something from this episode because I know I did. Um, you know, if you like this episode and um, you really enjoyed it, you know, please be sure to like, share, follow us on all our social media platforms. That is Facebook. Instagram and Twitter under BBM. Um, I'm sorry, beer bourbon and a movie. Um, also, follow us where you can listen to our lovely podcast on where we host SoundCloud and also on Spotify. And if you have anything to say to us on all our social media platforms, please be use. Please be sure to use the hashtag BBM Podcast. Once again, that's BBM Podcast. We're so happy you joined us. Happy New Year. Happy New
1: Year. Episode 57.
0: 57. Top five Oscar picks, and then we're going to take a look at 1917. Oh, yeah. That looks pretty good.
1: It's going to be an Oscar winner.
0: Yeah, it's going to get something. (laughs) Anyway, thanks for joining us. This is Beer Bourbon. And a movie. And a movie.